Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bring Your Own Kombucha podcast. Before I jump into today's introduction, I wanted to chat about the Fort Foundation. They are this episode's podcast sponsor. So maybe you're looking for your first job out of college. Maybe you're considering going to business school. Maybe you have lots of experience underneath your belt and you want to take that career to the next level. Maybe you're a CEO. No matter where you are in your career, Forte has resources for you. Forte is a nonprofit that supports the advancement of women in business and our community is changing the balance of power in that workplace. The Forte Network has a community of leading companies, top business schools, and powerful women that can open doors you've never even imagined. Forte offers workshops, leadership conferences, professional development, networking opportunities, and access to new positions throughout your career. Plus, membership is free. Really stoked to join this community, guys. So to get access to everything Forte has to offer, go to fortefoundation.org slash kombucha and sign up for your free membership. That's fortefoundation.org slash kombucha. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Please listen carefully. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bring Your Own Kombucha podcast. Today on the podcast, I interviewed a um, yoga instructor from the studio that I go to, and her name is Mahari, and she is just a beautiful soul. I know that um, you hear me say that a lot, but I really just feel like I'm so fortunate to connect with all these beautiful people. Um, and I love sharing them with you. And of course you hear Lizzie in the background. (laughs) Um, so before I talk a little bit about Mahari, she actually posted something today that, um, I wanted to share with you guys. So we had a huge storm yesterday, right? And I actually had no clue that it even happened because I was in the library during story time. And when I came out, it looked like it had rained, and that's all I knew. And then I saw people posting on Facebook about how how there were so many trees down and lines down, and it was just so crazy. Um, and I had no idea. So the first thing I wanted to pull out of that was just, um, you know, we're all in our own head. We're all in our own world. And I think it's important to note that just because something is okay for us right now, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives and other people's realities. So, you know, I was okay. I'm sitting in the library. I have no clue what's going on. Meanwhile, friends who live in the area had like these massive trees, you know, on their driveway and they're lucky that it didn't hit their homes and things like that so you just don't know what kind of battle um, or what people are facing in that moment Um, so I thought that was a really valuable insight and then also so this is what Mahari posted yesterday I saw that she was posting pictures of her neighborhood and how it was um, all out of sorts and kind of scary actually it might seem like we own the earth and we certainly act that way but I don't think we do 
I think this lack of sensitivity towards that natural world is a result of our alienation from it. We don't see, hear, or feel the land anymore. We only see it from the point of view of what we can do with it. We have become so totally committed to changing our environment that we have become oblivious to the fact that the world around us is a creation in itself, God's creation. And it just made me think um, about how, you know, we choose to sit on our phones on Sunday morning instead of going for a beautiful walk um, and just little things like that. And, you know, we are so focused on technology and, you know, we, we aren't paying attention or even caring to how much we are destroying this earth. Um, and it's really scary. And I didn't really realize how scary it was until I had a child and I just want her to be able to live in a safe environment and safe world um so yeah I kind of went off on a tangent there but a little bit more about Mahari she is a mama and a wellness advocate she's committed to helping people create lifestyle changes in the areas of health and wellness she is an published author she has a beautiful book of poetry called soul expression and um we chat about her um, decision to become a yoga teacher and what that was like for her and i also would be remiss if i didn't know that she is having a um wellness retreat in jamaica so it's eight days seven nights i'm probably gonna say this wrong but it's in rastafari um and it's you know, all about yoga and wellness and food and art and culture and spirituality all infused together, creating this dynamic experience. Um, if you want to check it out, head over to www.wellnessrebirth.com slash wellnessretreat. And um, I definitely don't think you would regret it if I didn't have Elizabeth being so young. I would totally... Um, jump on a plane and head over so hopefully that will be available to me in the future and hopefully all of you guys will be able to take advantage of it um so since elizabeth is now dumping a whole ton of blocks over i should probably get going and i hope you guys all enjoy today's episode Welcome to the Bring Your Own Kombucha podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this, finally. (laughs) So why don't we start off by you giving us a brief background about yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, my name is Mahari. I am a yoga instructor and wellness lifestyle strategist. Essentially, I'm a wellness coach also, <laughs> but I like to differentiate it and just, you know, say strategies because it's a way of helping people, you know, manage their life and overall well-being from stress management to nutrition and just overall self-care. So, I yeah. love that. <laughs> and you're also a mom. I am a mom. I have a 10-year-old boy, a beautiful child, and um, yeah, he is my world. So cute. So when I'm not coaching and teaching yoga and writing, I am 
I'm doing him, or maybe when I'm not taking care of him, I'm doing everything else because that's kind of like, <laughs> you know, everything that has to do with life revolves around him pretty much. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you um, got started with yoga and why you decided to become a yoga teacher? I got started with yoga when I got diagnosed with lupus. And I've always had an interest in yoga and, you know, like fascinated by it. So when I got diagnosed, I wanted to find healthy ways to manage my stress and just balance out my life. And um, yoga was one of the first things that I did apart from like revamping my entire diet. I went to yoga for self-care and just like, you know, managing stress as a way to um, also get physical activity in without too much strain on the body. So once I started practicing, it just opened up a whole new world for me. Like the transformation just began to happen. So I feel like the yoga along with the high pranic food like um, the vegan diet or yeah. plant-based diet. I prefer the word plant-based. <laughs> you know, but along with the plant-based diet, I felt like it just opened up and it just blossomed and life just took a whole new direction from there. So how would you describe um, the type of yoga classes that you lead? Because I've been in your yoga class before mm-hmm. and they're tough. They're like, <laughs> I, I, it's a workout. And I mean that in the most positive way. They're, but like you get a good, strong workout. It's all about like strength. So what inspires you when you're teaching yoga? Like how do you, how do you get through that process? What inspires me is what I would like for myself, really. Because essentially we are all connected, right? And, yeah. you know, if something is coming up for me, so it must be in you as my student. Because, you know, until physics, everything, consciously we are all connected and aligned. And if you're in my class, something brought you here. Yeah. And um, my whole journey is about strength, you know, finding that inner strength. And the mat has really challenged me to step into myself and own that strength, that, you know, that self-discipline and determination and perseverance and essence, you know, all comes together. And so in my classes, it's like, you know, getting through it, building the mind, ascending the mind, like, you know, because that negative thought or that fear or like, you know, doubt, self-doubt, which I always say is like a serpent, you know, just slithers around and just waiting for that one moment to strike, you know, and I, I kind of like base my classes around that. So you know that deep inside of you, if you dig deep enough, you know, you will find yourself, you know, the strength and the self-perseverance and discipline to, to do and be anything you want to be. And that's kind of like what fuels my class, really. Energy of growth and empowerment. <laughs> I love that. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely feel that when you're teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to bring a spiritual element to it as well. So even though we're in there, because it all connects, right? Yeah. You know, so even though you're in there and you're, it's physically challenging, you know, it's a way too to tap into self. So I like to make sure that I bring that spiritual element to my classes, which challenges you to like look inward and do some introspection and get to know yourself, talk to yourself, you know. <laughs> So what is some of your inspiration when it comes to um, enlightening the yoga students with like that spiritual aspect? Do you have any like gurus that you, you know, like to follow or books or anything like that? I have so many gurus (laughs) from 
Imperial Emperor Halicelestia the first Rastafari <laughs> to um, Bob Marley, right? Because these are all sages in their own yeah. right. Um, to Marcus Garvey, to Shivananda, where I got my my training. So that's what my lineage is in Hatha through Shivananda Yoga. Um, to Gandhi, <laughs> so many to Osho. You know, so many people inspire me, and I just, I allow the inspiration to come to me. I allow, you know, I listen. So, it's like, it, it's just always present. So, it's all around me. It's everywhere and everything. You know, even Carrie, who owns the studio at Empower Yoga, she's a major inspiration in my yeah. life. You know, um, my mother, you know, my son, like, his love for animals, and just yeah. seeing that compassion, is like, warms my heart, you know, so the inspiration just comes from all around, I just allow myself to like tune into all of it, yeah. That's beautiful. So you're also very much a creative and a poet, so can you tell us more about that, like how did you, you know, um, get into poetry and you published a book, so I want to hear all about that process. Okay, well I started writing poetry in my teenage years because one of those kids when I was, you know, in high school that never really fit in, but I belonged. Mm-hmm. So I never felt like I didn't belong. I can totally I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. was like the one that floated around, and I had, I always had like this deep sense of self, like always feeling things intensely, and I never understood it. So I would write. You mm-hmm. know, it was just me writing in my journal, writing in my diary, and just expressing myself because yeah. I needed a way to leave least in my um, household too like I had like a little bit of dysfunction going on there between my parents so it used to affect me um, psychologically yeah so that was like my medium to like get it out and just you know (laughs) so the paper became my 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 vice pretty much and from there I would just write all the time but I would never share it you know because it was like so deep and personal personal. you know like oh my god I can't allow anyone in, you know, that way, to my personal thought, my mind, you know, my soul, bearing it all. And then yoga happened to me, and I just wanted to let it all out. And I wanted to share it with the world. The inhibition went away. The, all of it was just like, it's not my anymore. It's time to release. <laughs> so I decided to publish, um, to publish my book. Soul expression, the name came to me because it's like bare in my soul, this expressive yeah. way. And um, it's very radical in a way. It's yeah. very, uh, you friends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, very confrontational and um, but it's powerful. Very, but very powerful, yeah. very insightful message. And I wanted to share it because there's so many things happening in the world around us. And, you know, people tiptoe around it and walk in eggshells mm-hmm. and, you know, are stressed out about it and just want to escape or pretend or live in denial about all the things that are happening, you know, around us, within us, you know, because yes. in essence, we're, like I said, we're all connected. So, yeah, and, and from there, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And I wrote the book and I released it into the universe. <laughs> and how did that feel when you released it? Um, it felt great. Yeah. It felt really great just to be able to do something that I've always wanted to do, but I've been afraid 
to like go up, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like overcoming that fear. I feel like okay, I earned a strive, right? It's like yeah. it's like leveling up in the sense yeah. of what next, you know? And um, there's always what's next. So, <laughs> so when you were writing it, I, initially I was gonna ask you like, who is your audience? Like, who were you writing this for? But were yeah. you really just writing this for yourself, or did you have like an audience in mind? Like, I um, wanted to impact these type of people or, you know, young high schoolers like I was or, like, what do you have in mind? Okay, so, I wanted, I did write it for myself, right, because yeah. it was like talking to myself in a way, if you write it, so it was kind of like talking to myself, some of the pieces were like talking to self and building self up whenever I was going through those, you know, what we call dark moments, right? Yeah. And then a lot of it is for anyone. Who would receive it like if you're in a space consciously to read it and it resonates in your spirit then it was written for you right right um because the thing is i want to affect people in a way that makes that make them think right what can i do different how can i you know impact the world through building myself up how can i make a difference from like making a difference within my own self Right, mm-hmm. and then allow that to transcend out into the world. You know, how can I like see the truth of what life really is and what's yeah. happening around me and not be afraid and not feel like I have to be politically correct on every single matter there is, yeah. but just to be true. Because absolute truth is always going to be the only thing that matters anyway. And so I was writing it for anyone who's in that space of receiving absolute truth. I love that. However it comes to you. (laughs) No, that's so powerful. And I keep saying powerful, but that's just such a prevalent theme in your writing. It's all about strength and like being your true self. And um, so do you have anything on the horizon that you're working on? Are you still writing? I I write all the time. It's really a part of me. Always writing. Um, I don't know when I release something new. I I go with the um, okay. So how do I want to say this without? It's like a download, yeah. Right. And like when that download happens, then I'll have the message to deliver. But I have to receive the download first. Mm-hmm. I have to be led in a divine way because that's really what my life is about. My whole journey really is to serve in service of the Most High. If it's not in service of the most high, if it doesn't align with that direction and that path, it's like, uh, you know, so. It, you, it doesn't, you don't want to force it. Yeah, you just I want don't want it to be it. organic. Yeah, it's organic and free and just, you know, what it's supposed to be. Nothing forced or pretentious, just natural vibration, you know. I, um, I practice Rastafari. And Rastafari is just a, a way of living that reflects truth and oneness, you know, oneness to life, you know, the creator, the earth, everything that is life. And um, so the writing has to come through in a way that reflects that, you know, just oneness, like a download that comes from a place. I've like actually never even heard that before. So what is that called? Rastafari. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, what is your creative process like? You say that 
um, you kind of just have the information like downloaded to you and then I presume kind of similar <laughs> to me you just kind of like write you like once you get it you just like go at it but like it really has to come to you so are you the type that like you know the cliche I have to fit in like the coffee shop and write no. or do you like fit in meditation yes. or is like <laughs> what is that yes, meditation um, I find that there are two times that my creative, the creative process is like extremely high is right after I've meditated and early mornings between like 4 o'clock and like 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh my gosh, you're I, up that early? Yes, I don't know why. It really? happens and every, yeah, and I, it doesn't matter if I go to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning, I wake up between 4 and 5 o'clock. And sometimes wow. I go back to sleep, sometimes yeah. I get up and I do some morning rituals. It depends on the energy that's flowing through me. Um, but it happens, like, and if I do decide to engage in a creative process at that time of the morning, it just, it's, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it just flows, and I just allow it to, to come to life. Yeah. So as a mom, how do you balance the time to... You know, honor that creative space because I feel like as a mom now, you know, I'm a six month old and I find it really hard because when I get in the zone and I want to write, I want to write. But, um, you know, when you have like a little kid, you have to like watch them and be mindful and just, you can't just drop what you're doing and be like, oh, I'm feeling creative. I need to, you know, grab my laptop. So, how do, how do you find the balance? My son is a gift. He's the best gift that life will ever bring forth and I'm so honored to be his mother like he's outside right now sitting down doing what he does being an angel angel while I'm here talking to you so he understands the dynamics and we work well together so if I need to work even if it's not right writing if there's something that I need to be doing he understands that mom mom is working right now he, um, sometimes I'll engage him in the process. I'll share it with him so he doesn't feel like left out. Yeah. You know? So I share, oh, look at this. What do you think about this? You know, and I just try to balance it. And like I say, I, I do a lot of the writing in the morning mm-hmm. or like at night, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> it just works. And like if we understand each other, we have a flow. You know, he, he's a child that likes to spend time to himself, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's also a meditator, he likes to meditate, and no he, yeah, he's not really there with the yoga yet, he'll, you know, dabble here and there, yeah. but he truly, like, enjoys meditating, just sitting and listening to quiet music and stuff like that, so I feel really best to, um, to have that. I feel like that's so mature for a 10-year-old boy, yes. oh my goodness, he must be an old soul, he's like, be able to... We'd have to do another interview about yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> because he's so amazing. He really is. I feel so honored, you know, that he, that I was blessed to have a child like he is. Because he's great. Aww. He's a great kid. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So for all the creatives out there listening, mm-hmm. what is a piece of advice that um, you would give them in the sense of, you know, maybe creating your own art, whether that be writing or painting or yoga, whatever that is, what advice would you give them? Explore yourself, discover Ooh, like yourself, that. you know, become yourself, right? Because we're, we're being 
constantly being told who to be, what to think, who, you know, what to wear, all these things. Let go of everything that you thought you'd ever known, right? Just let it all go and discover who you truly are. Take the journey into self. Talk to yourself. It's not crazy to talk to yourself. You know, talk to yourself. Have conversations with yourself. Get to know who you are. And um, I won't say find yourself because it's just a matter of remembering, right? Mm -hmm. Like shedding away all the things, like I said, that you've been taught or told to believe. And just find and just coming into this knowingness of who you are and letting go of the fear bit by bit because it's not easy. It's always going to be there. You get rid of one fear and then one arises, right? So it's always going to, there's always going to be something, but take it on with force and with determination and self-confidence. Self-confidence is key. And self-love. Of course. I feel like it's all about um, getting uncomfortable. Yes. Like, yes. ugh, we yes. all hate getting uncomfortable. Yes, we do. But I, that's the only way to get comfortable. I get uncomfortable so many times during meditation. Like, oh really? Yes. There are times when I'm like completely uncomfortable when I'm meditating because my mind might not be settling or I might not be getting, and then things come up and I have to like, sometimes I sit with it because I'm like, okay, this is coming up for a reason. Mm-hmm. And as uncomfortable I might feel within my own self or how I might have responded or reacted to a situation, you know, I have to confirm it and yeah. own and take accountability. So it's about taking accountability, you know, mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. Do you meditate every day? Oh, gosh, no. No. I wish I did. <laughs> I, um, I'm actually doing a challenge right now for yoga nidra meditation. So mm-hmm. yoga nidra is like sleep yoga. Um, so I'm supposed to be doing this for 40 years. Not 40 days, sorry. And I've started over already like two times. I went to Jamaica and I had to start over. <laughs> and then I well, that's a good reason. Yeah. But um, I would love to like just get up and meditate every day. But some days I, it's like I'm not settled. So even though I might be sitting with self, you know, I'm not really grounding deep into a meditation. So, yeah. But I just I find time to sit with myself almost every day. Yeah. And that's that. important to just sit with yourself. And that, I mean, what is meditation really? It's really just an awareness. Totally. Of, um, right? And just coming into that space. So in essence, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know personally when I meditate, I find that I'm better at like walking meditation Walk, yes. as opposed to just laying there. Yes, yes. I don't know if it's like... You know how our generation is all about just multitasking. Mm-hmm. Let me text and walk and do this yeah, and that at the yeah. same time. And I don't know if it's that component of it, yeah. but I know that works for me. Yeah. But how, like, what does meditation look like for you? For me, meditation is just like I said, being with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to sit up like a pretzel to be yeah. meditating, right? I could yeah. just be listening to music and be meditating. I could just be sitting outdoor in nature listening to the sounds of nature and tuning in to the vibration that's going on around me. I could just be home in the dark mm-hmm. with the candles lit, you know, listening to the silence, you know, and then observing the patterns of my mind. Like, what's going on? Just being an observer of my mind, you know, not necessarily trying to blank out, 
you know, or just laying in bed, laying on my back, you know, my eyes closed. And music is a very important part of almost everything that that I do, whether it's creative or otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I, I love to listen to music, and it always elevates me. So I um, could just be laying in bed and listening to music and feeling that vibration, just allowing myself to feel relaxed. Um, yoga Nidra is another way that I, I like to come into meditation. It's really powerful, like meditating and then doing Yoga Nidra. It's like the best sleep you ever <laughs> Really? Yes. yes. Um, I think that's really pertinent that, you know, you don't have just one way of yeah. meditating. It's just kind of whatever you're feeling. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because it's important to honor the space and the moment. And you're mm -hmm. always growing and evolving. And, you know, not every day is going to feel the same or be the same. Yeah. Because emotion, they change it, right? And you have to just tune in. Like, once you tune in, you can honor it better. So if today is a day where I'm just going to lay on my back and just breathe. And just breathe into my belly and just observe the breath coming in and out. Then that's what it is. <laughs> and I allow myself to allow it to be that, you know, and yeah. So I guess to come back to your question, in essence, without I might not sit up like a pretzel every day with my legs crossed and she you, you know, but I am taking time for self and I am going in that space of just honoring and listening and being aware. Beautiful. So where can everybody find you? Where can they find your book? How can they find you on um, social media? Give all the details. Okay, well, my book is available on Amazon. It's well, uh, Soul Expression. And um, so available on Amazon. We have online copies and the, the hard copy. Um, you can find me on social media at Wellness Rebirth. That's my business page and at Mahari 11, that's my personal page. I think a lot more fun happens at Mahari 11. So if you want the fun, I guess, go over to Mahari 11. And um, I'm also on Facebook, not very active on Facebook, but it's Wellness Rebirth on Facebook. And my website is wellnessrebirth.com. Perfect, I'll link all the information in the show notes. And my last question for you is, what is your favorite flavor of kombucha? Oh my gosh, turmeric. My favorite kombucha is turmeric and ginger. Love it. You know what's so funny, and I probably have the same response, but um, I would say like 90% of the people that I ask, because I ask everybody who comes to my podcast what their favorite flavor is, they say ginger. Yeah, that's like the fan favorite. I, I'm yeah, in shock because that one's just like a little too strong for me. But um, yeah, it's definitely a fan favorite. So it's funny. Well, thank you so much for coming to my podcast. Thank you so much so for honored. having me. I'm so happy we finally had a chance yes. to do this. And I'm sending you all the love and blessings to you and the little one. Thank you. And thank you for being so great and kind and coming to my class and surviving. Where is <laughs> Well, I didn't survive tonight yet. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste.